So my first question is, and this is probably a few questions that some people may have. Were you, Kyle, or anyone from KISS FM were paid or asked by the government to make Get Back's baby? Oh, absolutely not. No way. Like Kyle afterwards was like, I could have got paid for that. What? I I would have got paid if I knew that was an option, (laughs) but definitely not. I mean, none of us got paid. The only motivation any of us had, Kyle or myself, is just that we want to end lockdown sooner, which I think pretty much everyone wants that same thing. And, you know, vaccinating more and faster is going to get us all out of lockdown. And so that that's our motivation. Um, government didn't ask us to do anything. AstraZeneca didn't ask me to, to make my video or pay us. So yeah, definitely not. Ariel, and you're listening to Never Have I Ever, a podcast about experiences I never had. Welcome to the season two finale of this giant multi-part case study filled with so much research and ever-changing facts as I produce each episode. So I hope you enjoy what has been out. This week, I'm here to tell you that Never Have I Ever felt brave to get vaccinated. To catch up to speed, I haven't been vaccinated for COVID-19. And to be completely honest, I was offered to get vaccinated early with Pfizer back in April. I declined, not because I was hesitant, but I was doing show radio for afters. Which, funny enough, it was during the same day of the evacuation that happened in the building. And we're like literally evacuated right now because apparently the fire alarm went off. And here with me is Nick. Hello. So yeah. I'm supervising and literally two seconds into supervising, we've been evacuated. So this is good. Update on the evacuation right now. Staff is now giving lollies to all the students who are just waiting for the firemen to arrive. To understand why I wasn't in a rush to get vaccinated, I talked to my mom to get her parental views on this. I am Elisa Dario, I'm a primary teacher. And you're my mom. So why are you making me be vaccinated? Like, why are you pushing me to get vaccinated? Okay, as given, as a health advice for everyone, for us to be able to move on to this pandemic is for everyone to get vaccinated. And we want that to happen, especially for us with family in the Philippines, if there is an emergency and we want to see our family, at least we have a great chance to be able to travel if we are vaccinated. And we'll be feel at least more safer if we are. As a mom, why do you think I am putting off getting vaccinated based on your observations of me living in the house? I think you and your brother don't see the urgency of the need now. Unlike us parents, parents, you know, we're always concerned. We we are concerned not only for ourselves, we are concerned for our children, for the whole family. And that's why we don't like just us getting vaccinated, but you, because even if you get vaccinated, it the we can pass it to you, the virus. So it's good for all of us to be all protected. 
but that's the thing um some people not only you but some people they don't see the urgency the need so until you see that i think you will feel that everyone has a part in doing to move on to this pandemic then came the following months where the information has changed for those who's eligible, the news of blood clots, the giant rumor of not being able to enter certain countries if you got AZ, and the rampant misinformation that keeps on spreading, not only delaying the rollout, but also played a role in the New South Wales Delta outbreak. Since then, I've decided to document my journey and also investigate this issue. One thing I haven't addressed much is the misinformation that's being spread. The government messaging has been really confusing and sometimes a bit out of touch as they're targeting young adults. But at the time when the ads were out, we were not eligible to get the jab even if we want to. I speak to Mary Louise McLaws, epidemiologist for UNSW and an advisor for the World Health Organization to speak more about this. The, all of the messaging has been messy. It's not been epidemiological and it's not been focused certainly on the young. Initially it was, don't test AstraZeneca because we don't want you to have the risk of uh, clot. But then when, they, when we started getting Delta, the risk of that is so much higher than the risk of a clot. You know, you're more likely to die of a bee sting if you work where I work, because there are a lot of bees, or even getting killed by, I don't know, a shark if you go scuba diving. So we're not very good at educating about uncertainty, probability. And if we had have had all of the endless supply of Pfizer, I would have said, get your Pfizer. But more to the point now is get anything into your body, just get anything because I want you not to have the risk of long COVID. It's unpredictable. Yes, you're more likely to get long COVID if you've had hospitalization, but that's only because there's a bias towards following up people with hospitalization than following up people that were not hospitalized with COVID. And you hear about a lot of young people suffering from unpredictable fatigue and depression and fog brain. Why would you want young to have any of that when they're going to be our leaders? I think the, the communication has been clumsy. It wouldn't have been clumsy had it been run by epidemiology. But I think there's a lot of political philosophy or rhetoric, which should never happen in an outbreak. It should yeah. just be caring and epidemiologically driven. Yeah, there's like a few a few talks within the public and within the media sphere as well that the, the, the government somewhat politicized the vaccine when it should be a political issue. It should have been a health issue. Yes. So do you think that now we're in August and they're now pushing young people to get vaccinated? Do you think they're trying to undo the mistake that happened months before? Or is it a bit too late to undo that mistake? I don't think it's too late to undo it, but still, um, when you see the ads on television, it doesn't focus on the young, on the under 40s. And uh, if you're that age, you're not going to see a, a government ad and think that you are one of it, you understand it. So I see an ad that is run on a television station with all of the really well-known presenters, and it's a great ad if you're slightly middle-aged 
you watch all these shows and you admire all these people because you trust them because you see them every night. That's not the same as being in your 20s or 30s. And we really do need to get it into your arms to cut the transmission cycle. And so therefore, I think it's up to the young to start to do their own messaging. So here's the thing, right? AZ, really scandalous at the time. The constant reports on blood clots has pretty much thrown some people off to getting it. And I know this because my boyfriend and I talked to a shop owner back in early 2021 and they told us that they didn't want to get vaccinated yet due to this side effect. Even my boyfriend didn't want to get AZ and would rather wait for Pfizer due to his personal health reasons. And due to this rampant misinformation and fear, there has been a few people doing whatever it is they can to clear the air. Get vaxxed, baby. This is how we can end Sydney's lockdown next month because we have a goal now to end lockdowns for good. 70% double dose vaccinated. We're only at 19% now. So can we reach 70% by next month? Yes, we can, but we've got to game the system a bit. And here's how we do it. This is Brooklyn Ross. He's the newsreader for 106.5 KISS FM in Sydney on the Kyle and Jackie O Show. Over on social media, he's been releasing video stories on the AZ vaccine and why it's safe, as well as fighting every fear and misinformation with legitimate facts that he can find. So let's talk about Get Vaxxed Baby. That video went viral. I remember seeing that on Facebook and my head was like, what did I just watch? I want to know the story behind it. Like, what let um, Kyle Sandinans be like, I want to make a music video. I want to have fun and inform people to get vaxxed in a fun, quirky music video. Yeah, well, I wasn't really involved in the in the planning of it. So I just kind of, I just saw it um, when it was finished and loved it. Like, I think it's great to, to have, you know, even the lines about um, put down your tinfoil hats and get vaxxed. You know, it, it's so simple, but what a great message to put out there. And yeah, as I said before, really Kyle's motivation and the motivation of of our business, we're, we're a business that is affected by lockdowns. We don't want to be in lockdown, no one does. And there is one way out of lockdown and that is vaccinations. And it's not just Kyle who's making these types of videos. You're also making your own types of videos as well. One was featured in the actual KISS uh, Instagram page, if I remember correctly. So what made you decide to be like, okay guys, here's the facts. What made you decide to use your influence to state the facts? Yeah, so I just personally, a few weeks ago, I um, saw when, when the current Delta outbreak was starting to take hold, I I could see that it was pretty dangerous, you know, um, and it was it was going to spread like it was something to worry about. And so obviously I'm under 40, so I was not eligible for Pfizer. And I thought, well, I, I actually, you know, want to get a vaccine. What should I do? And um, Scott Morrison had at that point said, any anyone of any age, if you want to go and get AstraZeneca, you know, you, you can and you should. But it, of course, I was nervous about it. Um, I think everyone is the way the age age limit has changed and the blood clot risks and everything we've heard. Like it's scary. 
And I thought, well, hang on, how scary is this? So I really looked into it and to the point where it basically came down to, am I, am I that much of a scaredy cat that I won't go and get this that's got a one in one million risk of death? You know, I do plenty of other things that are way more dangerous and I would rather actually just get vaccinated, protect myself and move the country along forward to our next step. So I kind of talked myself into getting it. Um, and then I went online and I looked to see where I could book. And honestly, it was just like every 15 minutes, every single day you could get an AstraZeneca vaccination. It was so easy to get. And yet everyone is complaining how hard it is to get Pfizer. And I just thought, wow, there's all, literally all these doses of AstraZeneca just sitting there that no one's taking. That It's got a six month lifespan, an actual dose of the vaccine. So they're just gonna go to waste. And so when I saw all that, I thought, well, this thing isn't really that, that, that dangerous. I just actually, I'd actually felt a bit of a responsibility to do what I could to share my own research with other people, because I knew if, if others saw what I had seen, one, how easy it is to get it, how many doses are just there waiting, and two, how not scary it is, that we would all go and get it too. And so that's uh, this, that was my motivation. I just wanted to put everything I had seen down into a clear, simple video and let others make a decision based on that, you know? And yeah, heaps of people have. I've get, got literally hundreds of messages from people saying I went and got it from the video. Yeah, like I have classmates now who are actually getting it. I saw their Instagram and one referenced your Instagram story saying, listen to this guy, he has a point. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on people willing to believe or listen to other people outside the government when it comes to COVID advice? Especially now as the advice is constantly changing and there is mixed messaging going on that's been given from the government. What are your thoughts on that? Whether they may be good advice or bad? Yeah, well, I think the way I see it is that right now we're in an emergency situation, particularly in Sydney, um, particularly more in Sydney Southwest. It's an absolute emergency. And in an emergency situation, you really don't have much other option than to do what the government says. You know, when there's no emergencies, we can debate things, we can vote for a different government. You know, that's the time to do all that. It's an emergency right now. So the only choice we have is to listen to the government. Whether you think it's the right government or not, they're the ones who are gonna help us, okay? And I'd rather people listen to the government right now than even my videos, you know? And I wasn't saying anything that the government is not saying. Um, I was just maybe explaining it a little bit better. But basically, the AstraZeneca vaccine is out there. Um, it's safe. If you're under 40, not eligible for Pfizer, think about going and getting AstraZeneca. Um, that's the government's advice now. That's Atagi's advice as well, which is, you know, independent from the government. Um, and yeah, so absolutely, I just say in this situation right now, while we're faced with COVID and it's a serious um, situation, just do what the government says. The date is August 11, 2021, only 24 hours before I get vaccinated. Still scared, not gonna lie. To be completely honest, I was never brave since I was young. I'd cry and panic and my mom would have to reward me with food and toys just so I can get through it. But I'm now 23. 
And I don't think that rewards and bribery is gonna work. But to be fair, the lingering promise of freedom and ease of restrictions is quite enticing. So I contacted my friends, Luke from my Discord server, Tom who is my classmate in Afters, who's also part of the Breaking Through podcast, and my cousin Gio. All of them got the AZ vaccine, and I got in touch with them in hopes to pick their brains and give me some insight on what to be aware of when I get vaccinated. So thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so sorry for asking you to do this, but my vaccination is literally tomorrow. Right. <laughs> okay, so you've been vaccinated already, just to make sure, right? Yes, last Wednesday. Wait, are you saying that I'm the only one in in the family who's 18 plus, who, who's including my brother? It's, yeah, who not vaccinated. vaccinated. It's, prob- it's probably just you, Gay. Oh my which God. Which is weird because you live in Australia, which is a first world country, which is a developed country. And here, we're all vaccinated already. Guys. Most of us are vaccinated already. Guys, if you're listening to this, if you want to, this is literally the TLDR. The Philippines, which is a third world country, my entire family is technically vaccinated, but me living in Australia, which is a developed nation, which I swear to God, our vaccine rollout. Why? <laughs> exactly. So it's what is weird. the vaccine? I, I found it weird. I really it found it weird. <laughs> so before we start, I want you to introduce yourself. So who are you? How old are you? Where you're from? And what do you do for a living? Or what do you do right now? Again, okay, so uh, hi, I'm Gia. I am Ariel's cousin. I was from a previous episode of this podcast, the, uh, the cryptocurrency. I'm 22 from the Philippines, and I'm currently an HR officer in Realme. So I'm Tom Reeves. I'm uh, originally from Adelaide, moved to Sydney in October of last year. Um, and I am a full time graduate diploma of radio student <clears throat> at Afters College. And I got the AstraZeneca vaccine last Wednesday. Uh, so I'm Luke, I'm 18. Uh, I, for a living, I just sit around and do nothing pretending to do online school. <laughs> definitely good preparation for my, for what's supposed to be my trial exams. So what made you decide to get the AstraZeneca vaccine? I was registered to get the visor, um, but I think with how things have sort of been um, progressing in Sydney, it uh, became a bit more apparent to try and get a vaccine earlier, um, just for safety reasons and also for opening up reasons. I think if everyone gets um, vaccinated, obviously it's our own personal choice, but the more people that do, the quicker Sydney will start to see some of its uh, normalcy back, I guess. Well, I couldn't choose. So the one that was given to me in my vaccination day was AstraZeneca. Well, in the Philippines, we're not. We don't have the. We don't have the ability to choose because supply is very low. So when you get like a text, because you register through your local government units. So when you register, you're going to and if you get selected for vaccine for your vaccination day, they're gonna send you a message saying what what day your vaccination day what time so it, it won't get crowded within the site there's no walk-ins for vaccination here so basically when you're in the vaccination site already that's when you'll find out what vaccine you're getting 
Editor side note, I would like to point out that this is my cousin's experience in the Philippines and it will not be similar to those getting vaccinated in Australia. Uh, well, even though the government says that people in my age group are uh, recommended for Pfizer, uh, I just kind of got sick of the wait because back when I booked my appointment, the stance of that all all Sydney students in year 12 would return to school in a couple of weeks so on the 16th. It's currently the 12th. And if I was going to be stuck in school with a hundred other students in one room, I am not going to go in there unprotected, even if it's AstraZeneca. So you said to me earlier that you were, you were booked to get Pfizer, right? Yeah. When was that supposed to happen? October. Oh, same. So what made you decide to be like, okay, let's, I would rather get AstraZeneca like right now. Yeah, I get, get, just the situation in Sydney. So I booked the Pfizer one quite a while ago, it would have been, I was before we were in lockdown. And I think as well, yeah, people were led to believe that the AstraZeneca was more dangerous than it is. It's not really that dangerous. I encourage everyone to make their own decision, but I think it's more dangerous to be in Sydney right now and not have a vaccination. So that's sort of where my head's at. So when you got the needle, were there any side effects? Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> the reason it took me so long to join, uh, because we've been planning this for a couple of days, uh, is because Monday I was, I was really dizzy. Like I noticed my sister felt the same way because she got her shot on the same day. Uh, we were both feeling really lightheaded and kind of just wanted to rest it off. And then the next day, I was thinking, oh, wow, the podcast is coming up. I'm glad I'm feeling all right for this. And right as that happened, I got a huge headache and had to come off the computer for a bit. Well, I guess the first side effect is like your arm hurts. <laughs> but that's, that's normal. Um, <laughs> I didn't get any side effects until about probably 7 or 8 p.m. I remember it was around about after dinner when I was sort of getting ready for bed. Um, and it was, it kind of felt like you're immediately in the middle of a bad cold. So it's a very quick onset, um, which would normally be quite scary, but you are told what symptoms you probably will feel. And because you know to look out for it, it's not scary. It's more like, oh, here we go. I'd say it was about 24 hours until I was back to normal. So I had a terrible sleep that night. Um, so I was constantly sweating. You know what it's like when you, you're sleeping when you've got the flu or something like that. It was very yep. similar to that. And then obviously you haven't had any sleep, so that might not be a side effect of the vaccine, but then that makes you feel worse the next day and then you've still got some side effects. So I felt pretty rough for about 24 hours and I did try and do class the day after and I lasted about an hour um, and then I couldn't do it because I was very nauseous and stuff as well. So yeah, it's definitely, I think people underplay it a little bit. I think. Um, you know, there's obviously a lot of caution that the government doesn't, the government wants to get to get vaccinated. So sort of say there's minimal side effects and they are minimal in, in their terms of like how long they last, but they're pretty, they're pretty nasty. Like it's, yeah, it's not a nice feeling for 24 hours afterwards. Thanks for scaring me now to get vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> Electing yourself to be sick, you know, you're like, oh, I'll be sick. <laughs> and you got to go out your way, travel to be sick. But as you say, much better that than getting COVID. And um, and again, it's different for everyone as well. So I'm, I tend to be quite sensitive to those sort of things, but um, some people are fine. So, you know. Okay, so the first thing's probably going to be shit. The first thing you get vaccinated, like within six hours, it's going to hit. I think the day itself, we automatically went to Chili's and we ate out already. 
because we didn't really care anymore. We were vaccinated already, so we, we were really scared. <laughs> so I, for, like for him, he didn't really feel any side effects until we got home. Because the side effects don't hit you immediately. It takes about three to six hours. In the Philippines, there's a stereotype that AstraZeneca would make you sick. Like it would really make you sick. I was not expecting to feel that sick. Like I honestly wasn't expecting to feel that under the weather. It was still, I could, you could still carry on with it. But I really wasn't expecting to get feverish. Like I was expecting like to get tired, but I was tired. I was feverish. I was really sleepy. So you're probably going to feel that if you're going to get AstraZeneca. Do you have any advice for me as I'm going to be vaccinated literally the next day after we're recording this interview? Uh, well, just prepare for side effects. Uh, you should expect like feeling lightheaded, maybe a headache. Whereas normal, normally the side effects go away after maybe two or three days. Uh, so if you've got a side effect you're worried about, that's four to 42 days after the, you get the shot, then probably practical for you to see a doctor if you're worried about it. Since my vaccination, so much more has happened. As the 13th of September, 41% in the Australian population that's age 16 and over are double jabbed. 90% of the population in my local LGA got their first dose. And there is now plans for a Freedom Day on October for those double vaxxed. But at the same time, so many questions still linger in my head. I still wonder if I will be able to leave my house because I live in one of the LGA hotspots. I question if I will be able to see my boyfriend during our two-year anniversary. I question if I'll be even able to hang out with my classmates again or the next time I'll be seeing them is during our graduation. And most importantly, will life return back to the way it was if we do reach that 80% vaccination target by November? I do not know, but I do hope that there is a happy ending to all of this. One reason? I bought my Chemical Romance tickets for next year and I want to dance in that mosh pit with my friends. But also, I'm gonna be 24 years old in 2022 and I just wanna travel and do stuff before I settle down. I want to be able to work on the field and not just in my home studio. I want to socialize and meet my friends in person and not just through Zoom. Ever since lockdown, not only I made new friends, but reconnected with some of the old ones and I want to have a chance to hang out with them in person. This whole vaccination rollout story isn't over. In fact, I think we're reaching the climax if we're going to be following storytelling conventions. It's now up to us to get vaccinated, follow COVID guidelines, and hopefully we can finally get out of lockdown and beat this damn virus once and for all. My name is Ariel, and this has been the end of Season 2 of Never Have I Ever. If you're interested, there's going to be a bonus episode where it's voice memos of my vaccination process, from getting ready to the side effects that I received the next day, and a full interview of my dad, who has now been recently been deployed to one of the vaccination hubs in Sydney Olympic Park. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you guys next time. Thank you.